What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Where the Bear podcast. We're here on the road with men's basketball, live from the lobby of the Marriott in Southern Hills in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The Golden Grizzlies getting ready to square off with the Oral Roberts Eagles. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. As always, the Where the Bear podcast brought to you by the Evans Law Group. He is a coach, uh, Greg Campy, and coach. Appreciate you carving out some time here in the lobby of the Marriott, a, a, a very special town for you. You got a lot of good memories in this town. You don't even know this, but. You're actually sitting, we're sitting on the exact same chair that in 2005, from about 11 o'clock at night till 4 in the morning, I sat on this chair on different radio shows throughout the country after we upset Oral Roberts to become the Cinderella team for the 2005 tournament. I mean, this exact same spot. Started with an uh, uh, WJR, an interview with WJR, and ended with some place, I don't know, some some place in Florida I'd never even heard of, but it was a, <laughs> about a four-hour period of uh, nonstop. Everybody wanted to talk about who is Oakland. Yeah, and Coach, what about that? Because, you know, not only did that launch Oakland on the map in college basketball, when you look at the totality of it, and I've shared this story with you before, uh, the reason I came to Oakland as a student was because you guys went to that NCAA tournament, and as a guy that was going to go to a local school, wanted to get into sports media, wanted to – be around a winner and cover a winner and there's no greater winning in college basketball than going to the NCAA tournament nobody ever asks you what the record is do they They just ask you did you go to the tournament well our, we we had probably at that time I think was the worst record in the history of the NCAA tournament for a team to qualify we were we came here for the tournament as the seventh seed and we were nine and 18 I believe at the end of the regular season and um we won three straight games to get to 12, and then we won the first round playing. They call it playing, but it counts as an NCAA win uh, to get to uh, 13 wins. And, Coach, what about that, too, with those with those three games? I Wasn't the total uh, margin of victory something like 6.7 points? I, I forget the exact number of what it was, but, I mean, you guys did the very definition of, of survive and advance uh, throughout that well, conference tournament here. We were a lot better team than 9-18. and 18. It was really the – that year before that and that year we had some really good players but uh, we learned a lot about division one basketball in those two years and what it was to you know what what could happen to teams and that and the year before we were picked to win the summit or it was the mid-america mid mid-continent conference at that time and finished seventh um actually we're the eighth seed in the tournament uh with with an unbelievable team five guys that played professional basketball uh, but when kids don't like each other, you know, that's uh, that team, you know. And the next year's team, we had a fight, and you know, it was just a period of time that we had some kids that didn't get along. And and that season ended, the bond of going to the NCAA tournament bonded that team, a team that started out hating each other. And, and I mean, I think it's a story for, you know, if I ever get out of this business, I might write write a book about that that team because it, it'd be a Hoosiers movie the, the <laughs> way we won and how we won and you know a kid leaving the team in the middle of the year a fight a broken jaw um, a kid who wasn't even on the roster making the shot right to put us into the NCAA tournament. I mean it it in itself is a Hoosiers type story that probably should be told and written someday but um, it, it just shows that you know what there's some greatness that comes out of this when you take a team that couldn't stand each other and when the season was over they were hugging and 
we had a we had them back a couple years ago for the 10th anniversary of it and everyone came back and it was still i mean it was like we just won the day before it was an it's just an unbelievable story to that season so, Coach, we're back here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. You guys will square off against Or Roberts tomorrow night on Monday. Uh, we'll have the game for you on Detroit's 1130 AM WDFN, uh, the fan. But, but Coach, a, a new Oral Roberts squad, a new coach, a new floor, a new logo, all of that, an Oral Roberts program that's a little bit in transition right now, uh, but still got some players. There's no question about that. Yeah, it's sad for me to, to see what's happened here. Um, you know, they had a great basketball coach, and we had we had a great run of playing each, each other. Um, that that team that we beat uh, with Caleb Green and Ken Tud and Luke Gardner, I mean, that team beat Kansas at Kansas. And we just found out the other night what Planet Kansas is about. Right. And uh, Bill Self has lost 10 games in all his time there in Allen Fieldhouse. He's got 13 league championships, but he's only lost 10 games. And... That one of those ten games was to that old Roberts team. That's how good they were. Um, and so you look at the history and tradition of Oral Roberts, and all through the years. I mean, when I was in college, we played Oral Roberts in a game, and they had a kid named um, Anthony Roberts who put 52 on us and was an All-American. And I mean, it's been a tremendous tradition. But you know, when things change, you know, people always talk they want change, they want something better. Um, Sometimes it doesn't turn out that way. I mean, I was shocked when I walked in there today and saw the logo. And, and I mean, they've just, it's like they wanted to, you know, they got rid of their coach, who's a phenomenal coach. And looks like somebody new came in and just wants to whole new, write their own story. Um, I'm sure that's sad for a lot of Roberts fans. So, Coach, earlier today I put out the tweet saying that we would sit down and do this Where the Bear podcast today and, and offered up some people the opportunity uh, to ask questions. So we got a couple of questions tweeted at us. And since we're here and, and it's so historic for uh, this program to be back in Tulsa squaring off against Old Conference foe Oral Roberts, uh, at KickSafe33 tweets at us and says, Coach, what was your immediate thought when Pierre took that shot back in the UMAC in 2005? What, so, so take us through all that. The, the lead up to the play and then the shot going up in the air. Uh, take us through all that. Well, we had come in to the tournament and we were the seventh seed and we were playing Kansas City and we had late in the year, we had gotten on a bit of a run and one of the, we had gone to Kansas City and won. And we did it by holding the basketball. And what we did, we had two great players on that team and then we had some guys that were, um, you know, Roll, roll. Guys. roll yeah, guys. let's use that. that, that word. That's always the terminology so, we use, right? So what roll we guys. did, what we did late in the year is we just we ran the shot. If you can believe an Oakland team did this, we ran the shot clock all the way down, cleared the floor for Raul Marshall, or ran a post up to Courtney Scott, and tried to win in the in the fifties. And we went to uh, Kansas City and we did it. So now we got playing again, and everybody thinks it's not going to work, and somehow it worked again. And then Chicago State upset Valpo. So now we got Chicago State. Now that's not your file. That's not the Chicago State we know now. Though they had a couple guards that were out of this world, right? And uh, but they upset Valpo. So then we get Chicago State, and we win that game by three, I think. Mm -hmm. And then we go to Oral Roberts, and you know everybody thinks there's no chance. But there, you know, there were six thousand people at the game. There were all Oral Roberts fans. We probably had fourteen people, right? Um, and and a pep band, you know, we had a pep band and cheerleaders and probably, you know, 14 parents. And we held the ball and and uh, we 
played a goofy zone that that wouldn't let uh, uh, Caleb Green get the ball, and you know he's a monster six six scored or six eight scored over two thousand points in his career. And Ken Tut, the guard, scored over two thousand. They had Luke, Luke Spencer Gardner, who was as good point guard as there was in the league. They had another Mahalik kid, six ten, and uh, and you know we just got lucky. They 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 felt the pressure and they couldn't make shots and. We'd run the shot clock down, and Raul would score. We run the shot clock down, and Courtney would score. We ran, and we had an eight-point lead with probably seven or eight minutes to go, and that's the first time I really thought, man, this is work. This is gonna work. Mm-hmm. And we shot. We ran the shot clock down, and I, I, I may not remember it perfectly, but we ran the shot clock down. Got an offensive rebound. Was gonna get to run it down again, and we threw the ball out to Raul out by midcourt. And he started to make a move, and he slipped on the logo, which is illegal today. You can't. They put down, a, you know, on the floor, they put this Mid-Continent Conference logo, which was, you know, 30 feet wide. Now everything has to be painted on, or or if it's a logo, it's got to be sealed on. So it was slippery, and he slipped and lost the ball, and they got a layup, and all of a sudden they go on a run, and they take the lead. And... uh so now we come down, and, and I, th- I think Courtney missed a, a front end of a one-and-one one or something like that with about 50 seconds to go. So they come down, and they have a, a uh, they have a one-point lead. It, we fouled. Their point guard blew it, and he was a good, good free-throw shooter. And he went in, and he missed the first one, and he made the second one. And I didn't call timeout. I just let Raul bring it up, and I figured Raul was going to make a play and go tie it. Let's see if we could win in overtime. And Oral Roberts knew that too. And so sure. he came down. And, and this is, I tell people this all the time. We would have never played in the NCAA tournament if Raul Marshall wasn't such a great player, and not because of uh, how good he was as a player. But Raul came down and made a move, and they doubled him. And with Two and two, two and a half seconds to go in the game, he could have forced a jump shot, and a lot of great players would have forced a jump shot up. And he saw Pierre wide open on the wing, and he flipped it to him. And I don't think Pierre had enough time to understand what he was doing. Cause, <laughs> you know, like I said, he wasn't even on on our team when the season started, and um, he had he, Pierre had come to me the year before and said, you know, I, this just isn't for me, college basketball, and he didn't handle the pressure very well, and. You know, he just wanted to be a student. And so he gave up his scholarship. And then the season started, and we got a bunch of injuries, and we didn't even have enough guys to practice. So I called Pierre, and I said, hey, look, I'll give you your scholarship back, and all you've got to do is come practice. You don't ever play in a game. You'll just be on the scout team, and, uh, you know, nobody will know. You, you get your scholarship. You practice with us. You come sit in the stands at the games. You'll never have the pressure having to play. And so we're we're like – seven six weeks into practice now and the best player on the floor many days is Pierre Dukes and like we talked to him about it and and uh you know it was just there was no pressure on him so he, he was having fun playing again when there was pressure and all that he, did, he didn't have any fun mm-hmm. and so we said well you want to start playing in some of the games and he, he really didn't want to so okay you don't <laughs> this have is to. an incredible story yeah. by the way you're, you don't have to, Pierre. We really need you, but you're playing good, man. I, you know, I, I won't put you in pressure situation. We'll get you out there, let you shoot a few times in that. And uh, so we finally decided, yeah, he wanted to play in some games, and he got his, he got run, he got some minutes, and we were we weren't, you know, obviously when you're nine and eighteen, you got a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. 
and especially when you have two players as good as Courtney Scott and, and Ron Marshall. But late in the year, the, you know, the people on TV and that, when they saw us, they couldn't believe it, it was a 9-18 and 18 team. And uh, so they throw it to Pierre, and he just catches it, shoots it, goes right in. And then we had a manager who was Pierre's, one of Pierre's best friends from the Flint area. And I thought he was going to cost us a game. He started, I mean, the we, I mean, we were going to the tournament. Nobody knew what to do, and there was still there was still one point one second left. And uh, now I'm mad as hell at everybody, so I never got a chance to enjoy it or celebrate it because I'm mad at this manager just ran out on the floor. I mean, he they could have teed him, right? You know, um, everybody. The game wasn't over, and they had called timeout, and we're running out on the floor like we'd won, and and hugging each other, and I'm like calling everybody back, and. And uh, um, I got everybody back in the huddle. And DeMarcus Ishmael, and I was mad. I was screaming, and I was going to take another time out just to, because I was so mad at them, you know. Um, I was going to let the time out. Yeah. I was going to let the time out go, and then I was going to call time out to set up a, a, def a defense. And DeMarcus grabs me, and he looks at me and goes, Coach, God's not going to let us lose. And I went, what? He goes, God's not going to, after all we've been through, God's not going to let us lose. And I said, well, that defense might work, but it might not. So <laughs> we sat there and we we talked about what defense we were going to play. And um, and they threw a pass to Ken Tutt, and he actually got a good look at it. It was, I mean, because it was so chaotic, we never, and, and Tutt got a look, and he just missed it. And, you know, two years later, or maybe a year, two years later, he made one. To beat us, you know, we came down to the last second again, and they went to the NSA tournament on a shot by Todd. So, I guess it evened out. Yeah, absolutely. You are listening to the Where the Bear podcast, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. And remember, attorneys who have the ability to align excellent legal knowledge with sharp business savvy provide real value to their clients. Dedicated to assisting businesses with their employment and labor law issues, the Evans Law Group provides real value to their clients. Perhaps this is why U.S. News & World Report recognizes the Evans Law Group as one of the best law firms in the United States and for the ninth straight year recognized its founder, Cameron Evans, as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. To learn more, visit them on the web at www.evanslawgrp.com. Neil Rule here with Coach Campy on the Where the Bear podcast. You can find it. Find it on the Golden Grizzlies iTunes page. Just search Golden Grizzlies, hit it up, click subscribe, and you are ready to rock. And, Coach, final couple minutes here uh, as we sit in the lobby of, of one of your favorite hotels, I'm sure, in America here uh, in Tulsa. Stephen Shaw tweets at us and says, Coach, just come backing up to the Kansas game. Did you have any thought of sitting out Kendrick? Uh, none for the game against Kansas considering he's hurt. You know, he's obviously still banged up a little bit, and almost no one ever wins <laughs> at Allen Fieldhouse. Yes, the answer is yes, we did. Uh, we've thought, and and there's probably, I mean, we'll see tomorrow how he feels, but he didn't even, he he wasn't even on the court today. And um, my guess is he won't play, and he probably won't play against Texas Southern either. We need to get him healthy. Um, the I have saw some stuff on Twitter and stuff like that. I, you know, I have to see it. I don't want to see this crap that people put, and they, they tweet at me with it and stuff like that. So i got to read see some of the crap that's out there but somebody's mad that he's not as good as as uh felder or that you know felder came up in big games and now wait a minute kendrick nunn is hurt fellas 
I mean, he is hurt. He's playing on one leg. There's no way he should have played in the Toledo game, and he had 25 or 3 or something like that. And to, to put it across, I mean, he's sitting on the plane icing his ankle, like, on the plane as, as we're flying places. I mean, he, he is banged up, folks. He should, yeah, but he wants to play. Right. And you know what? In When he's he's got the rest of his life to heal, um, so he's got a chance to play at Syracuse and Kansas, and he wants to do it, and I'm going to let him do it. That, I never told him he had to play. I never. It's up to him. Now, I can shut him down, and I'm going to shut him down if he's not healthy because we're getting closer and closer to when it counts. But I don't, you know, it, our fans are amazing, you know. We have an unbelievable year last year. We win 25 games. We beat high majors. We we win a conference championship. Yep. Sorry, that's my phone. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, win win uh, championship rings, win games in the NIT right. tournament in ACC gyms. That's Coach right. Campy's phone is ringing here on the Where the and, Bear podcast. And I can't figure out how to <laughs> shut it off. Just push that so, button on the there. side there. There you so, go. Um, so we're – and people think we had a bad season. You know, I, I, I just I, – I'm just perplexed by that because we lost – yeah, we lost to Youngstown. Yeah, we, we haven't had success in the conference tournament the year before. You know, we got beat by Wright State, a team that we were tied with in the standings, and it was there were only when we played Wright State, there were only three teams left in the tournament. You know, it's not like last year where we got beat in the opening round. So I understand why people can be mad. I don't think we're not mad about it either, upset, but the stuff happens. Kansas was the number one seed in their conference tournament last year and got beat by an eight seed, and they got to go to the NCAA tournament. Purdue was the number one seed. They got beat by the eight seed. Purdue got to go to the NCAA tournament. We didn't. That's life. That's how it works. puts a lot of pressure on kids. Right. All right. So, you know, we, we don't think we're not upset about it, but don't sit here and tell me we had a bad year. We had a great year. We didn't have a good year. We had a great year. Now, those same people are mad that Kansas beat us by 1,000. Yeah, they did. We're mad about it, too. But you know what? South's lost 10 games in his career. Ever. In, uh in that field house. And Kansas is really, really good. And we're injured. And I don't care what anybody says. We're injured. Now, we could be 100% healthy, and that same thing could happen. Because that's going to happen to a ton of people. It has happened to a ton of people. Right. Anybody who's walked through that, Jim. I mean, Texas Southern's a perennial NCAA team. They got that work against Kansas, too. Uh, and, but see, people don't want to They want to think because of all these things being said about us that we're a top 25 team. Well, I'm going to tell you something. There are top 25 teams that are going to get beat like that in Allen Fieldhouse. We've seen it. And I'm not saying we are or we aren't. But the, just people need to relax. It's November. Uh, you know, we've played one time with our full team and healthy, and that was against Central Michigan. And if anybody was there and saw that, you'd have to walk away saying, man, that might be a pretty good team. You know, everybody's saying how bad Central Michigan was, right? That's That was everything after that. I, yeah. But even my boss said, you know, man, that's the worst Central. And I'm looking at him going, well, no, that's a pretty good Central Michigan team. We're just, we had a good day. And, I mean, Central Michigan took Michigan to the wire, and then they went up and won the Great Alaskan Shootout. And, it, and our game against Central, if anybody watched it, it, it was like the Kansas game. It was. It was there so, was no doubt. So people just got to relax and understand this is November. You know, I, I'm, I got guys hurt. They're playing on one leg. And this is not an excuse. This is just relax. 
<laughs> I mean, relax. Got to get you the all the Aaron Rodgers uh, relax T-shirt. I, huh? I, no, I just, I, I mean, it just, it just amazes me. So last year we have this crappy year, and Milwaukee has a great year in people's minds because Milwaukee got beat in the conference championship game of the league tournament. That nobody remembers that they were nine and twenty-five or whatever, and right. that they finished dead last in our conference and had lost ten games in a row going into that tournament. I'm listening to to uh, Northern Kentucky play somebody the other day on TV and on ESPN three, and this guy who's the Northern Kentucky guy uh, announcer makes a statement about yeah that they're, we're picked second and Oakland's picked first, but and Oakland's probably got the most talent, but Oakland Oakland always falters in February and March, which is not true. Well, it's so because we lose to Youngstown and we lost to right. right. We were nine and zero in February last year. We won our last nine games to to win the league championship. We won the league championship. We were the number one seed. Right. And this guy's going to make some smart ass comment like that. I mean, I, I I heard that. I I get it from fans, but this is a professional TV guy and doesn't know what he's talking about. Make a statement like that. Sure. Absolutely. Um, and so, okay. I'm off on a tangent. Your question was about, so Kendrick wanted to play in that game. And so I'm going to let him. And, he, you know, obviously he couldn't get to the basket. He couldn't do He had to settle for the jump shot. And, that. and so these people that are tweeting at me that, you know, I led them, mis- you know, misinformed them that he's a – Kendrick, Nunn's a great player. It's, it's just <laughs> – he was the high man in the game at Kansas. Of, of everybody in the building, Kendrick Nunn leg. had the most points. On one uh, leg. At half capacity. On I mean, th- those are the facts. Right. On one leg. And people want to say he's not Kay Felder. Oh, you know what? <laughs> relax. Well, well, man. Just well, relax. I, I know we got to get running here for dinner. We've had a very solid food road trip here. I, I will say that. I mean, the, the, the food has been fantastic so far. Is this the best food run you've had in a while on the road, real quick, before we let you go? Uh, this has been, yeah, we've we've hit jackpots. Sarah's done a good job at picking <laughs> spots, but our hotels have, have been, been really point. good. Yeah, I mean, the mashed potatoes and the, the, the Thanksgiving dinner on Thursday in Kansas was really good. And, uh, you know, I, I, I know this city, so I know where the places to eat are here, and we're on our way to have another good meal, I'll tell you that. So. All right, Coach. Well, we certainly do appreciate you carving out some time here. Golden Grizzlies and Oral Roberts tomorrow, Monday night. Uh, we'll have that for you Detroit's 1130 AMWDF and the fan Wednesday night. Or excuse me, I'm sorry about that. Thursday night, Texas Southern in town at the arena. So love to see everybody out there. And then next week and hit the road to Western Michigan. So it's a, it's a full you, week. And you people that want to be all upset, go ahead and be upset. I don't care. You know what? I'm trying to get my team ready so that when we go in the league, I want to win another. I want to win back-to-back league championships. That's what I want to do. I don't care about the rest of it. If you do, I'm sorry. All right. Well, appreciate everybody listening to the Wear the Bear podcast brought to you by the Evans Law Group. My name is Neil Rule. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening, everybody. Well, see you later.